and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dolman. Today, I am joined by our guest, Alex Baruch. Did I pronounce that right? Yes, you did. Okay, and tell me a little bit about the last name. It is Blessed in Hebrew, and uh, my family is from Israel, and my dad and his family have gone back many generations with that last name. Well, I think now this is the first time I've ever asked somebody to really go into their last name. So this may become a permanent (laughs) part of the podcast. I think it should. (laughs) I think so, too. Alex, you are a senior planner with the county's planning department, correct? Yes, that's correct. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I understand that you are doing a survey right now. That is very important, and I wanted you to come on and tell us about it. Yeah, definitely. We're very excited to kick off uh, the citizen survey this year. It's something we've done many years in the past, typically before our comprehensive plan updates, and really uh, tries to engage citizenry before we start the comp plan process and understand how citizens' opinions have changed over Mm -hmm. time. It's a really great tool for us because it's a scientific survey, and randomly selected and is a sample of the county that we can then do analysis on after the fact um, and really helps the county move into our comprehensive plan process and get a more in-depth dive on all sorts of different topics. Okay. Now, when you said randomly selected, how does that work and how many folks are going to be randomly selected? Yeah. So we're working with Virginia Center for Survey Research out of University of Virginia. Okay. We lean on them wholly for the scientific and making sure that it's statistically significant uh, okay. from their perspective. So uh, we leave that to the experts and make sure that you know they're the ones handling that whole process. It's going to be 3,000 residents uh, okay. from James City County, and we're very excited to be working with them. This is our first year working with the University of Virginia. In the past, we've worked with uh, Virginia Tech. Okay. All right. So 3,000 people are going to be getting a survey. Is this, I don't know, you may have already mentioned it, but telephone survey, mail survey, how is the survey administered? Yeah, it's a mail survey this time. In the past, we've done a telephone survey. Okay. But with a change in technology, people having more caller ID and not picking up their phones Mm -hmm. uh, nearly as much, uh, we decided to switch to a mail survey this time and uh, try and get more respondents uh, and really get a great you know, not having to do as many phone calls. Mm-hmm. Now with the mail survey, we're able to hone down on 3,000 and that'll give us our statistically valid sample. Now with the mail survey, do they mail it back or is there an online way that they can submit their answers? We're at the very beginning stages right now. Okay. Uh, we just sent out an advanced letter to all 3,000 citizens. So that will be just a letter to let people know to look out for the survey packet, which will be coming April 8th. And then we'll do that uh, first packet mail-in survey that will just be in paper. Um, From there, uh, we'll send out a postcard to anyone who hasn't sent back the survey. Okay. Just to let them know, hey, we're still looking for you to send back that survey if possible. Um, So hopefully we'll get a bunch more from that. And then uh, the last way that we'll be corresponding with the citizens is a final packet, which will have an option for an online 
survey that you can fill out okay. and it has a unique code on it. So you'll have to use that unique code online uh, through a link through University of Virginia and you can submit it that way if you haven't already submitted it uh, by paper. Okay. Now, what if you get the survey and you are just so busy, too much stuff to do, but you know that Sally, who lives down the street, loves to fill out surveys. Can you just pass it on down the street to her? Unfortunately, no. Okay. Uh, it needs to be the person or someone in the household uh, that it's sent to okay. uh, over 18. Okay. It cannot be passed around. It's part of the statistically valid sample that we need to make sure that the person who it's sent to, to begin with, ends up filling it out. Okay. So let's get into some of the content of the questions. What sorts of things are you looking for from the respondents? Yeah, there are all sorts of different uh, categories of questions that we have, including county services, what's the importance of county services versus the satisfaction mm -hmm. of county services and how funding is allocated to uh, different county services. There's development and land use in the county. So uh, whether development is too high in, for certain industries or areas versus okay. too low in certain other industries. Uh, growth in the county is a big one that we've had discussions about mm -hmm. uh, over the past five years. And it, it'll be opinions of county's growth over, you know, over the past few years. Mm -hmm communication from the county to citizens, so how people interact with the county mm -hmm. online, either through social media or how they get the news from the county, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's one of the uh, news sources potentially, and then uh, demographics. So we always want to know generally the demographics of uh, people in the county who are responding to these surveys. Okay. Um, so we know how wide span of an age group we have okay. in the county responding. Okay. How long would it take for a person to complete the survey? It should take about 20 minutes, okay. um, you know, maybe a little bit longer because there are some open-ended questions or uh, potentially shorter. Okay. Well, and I think that that would be a great benefit of the written survey, yes. that it's not going to be just when somebody calls, you've got to drop everything for 20 minutes. You can take your time. Exactly. You can take the full you know, week in between or you pick it up on one weekend and uh, you put it down and then pick it up the next weekend and put it down. We will be closing the survey towards the end of May. So okay. all of the responses will be needed back before then. Okay. But it does give citizens a little bit more time to work on the survey and, you know, think about it in depth. And even the online option, if you would prefer not to be writing mm -hmm. uh, down your answers, you can wait to get that, you know, final version of the survey with the online link, and then you can type everything out. Okay. Now, I have noticed on our Facebook page, you had done a post about the survey telling people to watch their mailboxes. And we've already gotten some people that have gone and started commenting on your post, which is great. We yeah. love engagement on yes. social media. That's why we're there. But are you going to be taking those points of feedback from that social media and including that with the folks that have gotten it through the mail? We always take any comments on social media and make sure that especially with a project like this, mm -hmm. uh, with the survey and then leading through the comprehensive plan process, we always want to take all those points and make sure they're somehow incorporated into future plans. So in this case, we've got a lot of community engagement thought up for the comprehensive plan process. Mm -hmm. um, so even if you're not one of the 3,000 citizens who selected for this survey, you're always able to contact us, contact your board of supervisors representative okay. um, to voice any opinions that you have and try and get some feedback that way. 
us being the playing division. Alternatively, you know, we will have plenty of citizen engagement areas uh, throughout the comprehensive plan process, such as smaller group uh, meetings where you can voice opinions. There might be a small activity to larger group uh, meetings with bigger activities. Uh, We're going to be leaning pretty heavily on the consultant, which we're working through the request for proposals process right now on. And, you know, even moving further than that, we would really like to do some sort of online engagement opportunity uh, to make sure any citizen, if you're not available for any of those meetings, has an opportunity for feedback, whether it's a uh, visual preference survey of different density types throughout the county or uh, something a little bit uh, different, like making sure that we get a better understanding of you know growth in the county and how people want to see that growth or don't want to see that growth. Mm-hmm. So I think people can plan on it, like you've said, even if they're not one of the first 3,000, they're going to get lots of messages from us that are going to say, we want to hear from you. Give us your input. Come out to these meetings. And you're talking about the comprehensive plan. What is the comprehensive plan? Two-part question. And how long does it last? Yeah, so a comprehensive plan is state mandated. So uh, every locality within uh, Virginia has to have a comprehensive plan. Um, it also has to be updated every five years. Um, and we have to look at the comprehensive plan, uh, the different sections within the comprehensive plan, population needs, demographics, housing, transportation, land use, all mm-hmm. these big picture ideas that the county has to look at on a daily basis and assess those categories and uh, topics and evaluate whether those sections need to be updated on that five-year timeline. So, for example, right now we're kind of two years before the update needs to be finalized through the Board of Supervisors, Mm -hmm. and that's how long it typically takes to get to a place where the board can adopt the final comprehensive plan. I do want to take a break and tell our listeners that if you're hearing something in the background, I believe General Services is doing something in the ceiling. Um, So that is what's happening right now. I'm not entirely sure. Um, We'll keep going unless they come crashing through the ceiling and then we'll (laughs) take a pause and then we'll start again. But wanted to explain that. So we have talked about the surveys. The postcard has gone out. The 3,000 folks are going to get the actual survey around April 8th. Yes, okay. in about a week. All right. And I think we're going to go live. I think it is April 8th, so yeah. perfect timing. Yeah. And input is important, but there's going to be plenty of opportunities. So please continue to post input on Facebook, on our social media accounts, on Twitter, as well as contact the planning division, contact your board of supervisors member. And as always, Scott Stevens, he definitely the county administrator always wants to hear from folks. So lots of opportunities for input. Yes, definitely. And I can't believe it's still two years before the comprehensive plan has to be done. It is such it is such a long process, but it's so important. Yeah, it really is. Getting the broad range of citizen input um, and making sure that we have as many opportunities to have that public input and mm-hmm. the broad range of public input, not just, uh, well, we love hearing from the people who come out on certain applications. We want to hear you know, from more people within the county everywhere. So we, we want to have those opportunities and we'll have them throughout the county during this comprehensive plan update. All right. So I imagine, Alex, we're going to have you back or some of your coworkers back 
lots of times in between now and the end of the comprehensive plan update. Definitely. Yeah, I, I can definitely see um, not only us, but also probably a planning commissioner or uh, community participation team members uh, coming on the podcast and talking about the community participation team's efforts, the consultants' efforts moving forward with the comprehensive plan, and then uh, obviously moving into the planning commission working group when a lot of these updates to the comprehensive plan are happening and the different sections within the comprehensive plan. It'll be really exciting moving forward and there'll be plenty of times when you'll hear our voices on the podcast. Well, good. I am looking forward to that. Well, as you know, Alex, I can't let you go without asking a couple of fun questions yep. that have nothing to do with the comprehensive plan. Yep. Not that that's not fun because that is loads of fun. So you picked two numbers before we started. First one, you have to sing karaoke. What's your go-to song? Really, the only time I've uh, sang karaoke was Bohemian Rhapsody. Wow. Uh, which is a great one, but I was with you know three of my friends on the stage, so it was a little bit of an easier way to get into karaoke. I really have not done karaoke besides that. Okay, well, that's impressive, though. That's a long song. Yeah, it's a good one. All right. I am impressed. Okay. And then the next question, what is the funniest thing that you did as a kid that your parents still talk about today? Oh, goodness. Um, yeah, there's this one time uh, that I skipped out on uh, Hebrew school. So maybe not funny, uh, <laughs> but I skipped out on Hebrew school to go sledding behind uh, the Hebrew school. They had some hills behind the synagogue uh, and the synagogue ended up calling my parents to say, uh, what, you know, where, where is your child? And they said, you know, we dropped him off this morning. I got in so much trouble, but they won't let me live it down. I'm sure they won't. (laughs) (laughs) And you didn't have to go to the hospital or anything like that from the sledding accident that occurred? No, No, there were a bunch of us. We were just having fun sledding and they noticed obviously that three or four people were missing. So Well, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Now, I'm tempted to ask you another question, but I'm not. Because oh, please we... do. Uh, if you want to, uh, we okay. could go on for potentially uh, hours. <laughs> We're not going to do that, though, to our listeners. All right. Now, I would say, here we go. What was your least favorite food as a child? And do you still hate it? Or do you like it now? I really... I didn't have any problems with food growing up. I loved all food, which was to my parents' delight because they didn't have to make different meals for me. Um, My brother, however, needed ketchup uh, with every (laughs) single thing. So if it was watermelon, he needed ketchup with it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, a tuna fish sandwich had to have uh, ketchup with uh, potato chips on it. Oh, Um, wow. Yeah, it's just a very funny thing. But I never had any problems with food. And I think that is partially from growing up in Israel and having a diversity of food uh, from a very young age. Now, are you the oldest or the youngest? I'm the oldest. Oldest, okay. Oldest of four. Oh, wow. Well, well, since we've mentioned them, let's do a shout out. What are their names? (laughs) Etta, Ben, and Zoe. Nice. And do they all live here close by? No, they don't. Um, Two of my siblings live in New York City, and then one lives in Rochester, New York, uh, where I grew up uh, with my parents, Kathy and Aaron. Okay, great. And are they up there still, Yes, they are. Good. Well, we're glad you're down here. Yes. Very happy to be in Virginia. Very good. Anybody else you'd like to do a shout out to? Uh, Maybe my wife, Pamela, and uh, dog, Ernie. Oh, very good. Very good. We're going to start the shout out thing, too. That's fun, too. That's a lot of fun. (laughs) 
All right. Well, Alex, thank you so much for coming on. And like I said, I am sure we're going to have you back soon. Yes. Thank you, Renee. Okay. All right. Welcome to the section of the podcast we're going to call Listener Feedback. We received a question from John, and John said that the county had several requests of legislature that went beyond alpacas and dogs. What became of those? Did our legislators carry them? And how effectively? You are correct. There were a total of eight requests for introduced legislation. However, only the four were picked up by our legislators. So in summary, the four that were not picked up, one was that James City County requests an amendment of the Virginia Code to permit all localities the option of disallowing personal, corporate, or property bonds to secure the completion of public facilities for developers who have not met all previous land development obligations. In addition, the county desires the ability to increase its allowance for estimated administrative costs, inflation, and potential damage to existing roads or utilities be greater than 25% of the estimated construction costs, but not exceeding 50% of the estimated construction costs. Currently, this ability is only given to localities operating under the urban county executive form of government. The second one that was not picked up was James City County requests an amendment of the Virginia Code to allow localities the ability to prohibit developers who have not met previous land development obligations from recording remaining sections of a subdivision. The third item that was not picked up was that the county requests the amendment of the Virginia Code to allow the local planning commission or other agent to withhold action when a proposed plat represents a section of a valid preliminary subdivision plan and land development obligations for prior recorded sections of that preliminary subdivision plan have not been satisfied in accordance with all development agreements. And finally, the fourth one that was not picked up was to amend Title 3.2 of the Virginia Code to permit localities to require that while they are outside, all dogs be contained in an enclosure appropriate to their size and strength. So there you go. Those were the four that were not picked up by the legislators. The closing comment that John sent us was that perhaps this topic would give Mr. Kinsman a chance at a new jacket, and that new jacket would be his five-timers jacket that he would receive once he was a guest on the podcast five times. We can't make it that easy for him, so I am sure that we will have him back soon. So he will fully earn his five-timers jacket. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please take a moment to go online and subscribe to the podcast. That way, you're going to be sure that you never miss an episode. Also, go to our county's website. We're at jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast. And while there, you're going to be able to find all of the episodes that we have recorded, as well as a form. And on that form, you can give us information on potential show ideas, guests, as well as feedback on what you think of the podcast. If you also have any questions, we'll be happy to take them there as well. And maybe your question will be answered on the podcast on a future episode. We have good news. We are now on Spotify. So you can go to Spotify and search This Week in James City County and we will pop up. You can also continue to find us on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast. So once again, thanks so much for tuning in and we will talk with you next week. Next week.